You're listening to MOG Channel. Hi guys, welcome to my podcast. This is MOG Channel where we help you to see a real and practical Christianity from God's Word. If you're new here, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. Today we're talking about wisdom in relationships. Actually, God's wisdom in relationships or for our relationships. Now, if you are born into this world, you will know that no one can live in isolation. I mean, the best way to live in isolation is just to escape to a private island that no one else is on and then you can try but you just can't live in isolation there's always going to be someone you will have to relate with as a student you have to relate with teachers as a parent you have to relate with your children as a child you have to relate with your parents as whatever you have to relate with whoever there's always going to be someone you must relate with you cannot actually have relationship you know or sorry you cannot live in isolation there's always going to be the need to relate you want to buy food you must relate with the woman selling food (laughs) or the man selling food right you want to go to school i mean you there's no you you can't escape it you were not born into this world alone i mean just by the fact that you were born into this world there's a relationship there with your parents your mom or whoever and so it means that relationships are a very essential aspect of our lives so important that the way you manage or mismanage relationships will determine how you enjoy or totally hate life (laughs) in this world or as you're on this planet the way you manage relationships will tell a lot about what you enjoy what you don't enjoy there's some statements that I think are very powerful. One statement saying that anyone you want to meet in this life is just about four people away. That means you should know someone that knows someone that knows someone that knows someone that knows the person. Can you just imagine that? And those things are very, very true. We can't underestimate the power of relationships, right? Um, even when it comes to things like business. Business thrives on relationships. If you belong to the country that I belong to, and I'm sure not just this country, almost every other country on the face of the earth, you will know that many times your success in business has a lot to do with who you know or the good relationships you are able to build. And I used to tell a lot of people, I said, because I deal a lot with teenagers, I would say that as you are with you know, people like you're in secondary school or even university, don't treat people anyhow. <laughs> don't treat, because you don't know where people will end up. You don't know... Um, where you meet that person again and it's not because you want to have an advantage when you meet the person again but it's just the right thing to do so every relationship is important and you have to realize that the gardener beside your house is important the gate man the um chemist or whoever they are all important and if you are a believer the way you treat them right tells a lot about your christianity we can say a lot about your christian work by how you treat the people around you and that's the truth. It's there's no um, two ways about it. <laughs> you know, we hear things a whole lot. Sometimes we hear about people who have uh, house boys or house girls and the way they maltreat them. And you're talking about Christian families, oh, like Christian families, the way those hired help. Sometimes, most times, they're not even hired anything. <laughs> it's just because he has probably sent them to school. It's actually literal slavery that those people are doing. I mean, you wouldn't treat your child that way. You wouldn't talk to your child that way. 
but you talk to another human being that way and <laughs> you know i was or i was saying this from the when we did the lgbtq series that the moral laws of the world the laws that make sense the laws that help our world be a better place come from god directly morality comes from god and it starts with people realizing that god places value on human beings when you realize in other words your value for human beings comes from god's value for human beings if god values human beings right that is why he places restrictions on human beings against other human beings like what i mean by that is that god having value for man you get is why you cannot murder another man you cannot mistreat another man you get in fact moses was saying is lord love your neighbor as yourself right or treat others the way you want to be treated that's just a moral what we call a moral law and everything now for us as believers we even have a higher you know law which is the love of god which is we love as christ has loved us in other words we love people not based on how they treat us but how christ has treated us now so you have all these relationships parents siblings spouses children in-laws partners let me even talk about in-laws a bit <laughs> we know that in-laws uh, many people dread the idea of in-laws oh the in-laws have come oh the in-laws <laughs> but the point here or where we're going to is that in all these relationships conflict is inevitable conflict will always happen you cannot avoid quarrels or misunderstandings or conflict you can't you just can't there will always be misunderstandings there will always be something that goes wrong i don't care if it's a business relationship or a relationship with your lecturer or your relationship with your colleagues or employees or boss or you know the mechanic the conductor your the nurse the doctor just name it conflict is inevitable in everyday life if you don't believe me find a car if you know how to drive put the car keys into the car you know start the car ease out of your driveway go on the road (laughs) and i bet you go on any major nigerian road where there is traffic and just time yourself to see how long your salvation lasts not even traffic just drive around lagos you know where in the city i live the beautiful city of lagos drive around the city of lagos make sure as i said you don't avoid the traffic you don't avoid the potholes just keep driving around and then you come to realization that salvation can be temporary (laughs) because you will see wonderful people on the road who have a unique skill set in driving there are those who believe it is their ordained god-given right to actually veer into two lanes that's veer in and out of the lanes there are those who will not trafficate before they turn left or turn right there are those who will you know from time to time utter colorful language in your direction and call you a buffoon a fool for being right there are also those who will block exits there are those who will enter different lanes there are those who will do this and that and as i said you may realize that your salvation is temporary because of the way your mouth will be moving (laughs) in response to the evils that you encounter on your daily walk or daily commutes so it's inevitable conflict will always happen but then one thing that um, i'm sure some of us have realized is that many times after conflict there are things that happen that we regret there are things we probably say during conflict 
that we regret. There are hurtful words we cannot take back during conflict because we are angry. There are so many situations that we wish we could have done better if we had the opportunity to. But you see, in the heat of the moment, the things we said and the decisions we took, sometimes we have destroyed relationships, friendships, you know, meaningful um, relationships that would have led somewhere. There are people that, no matter how much they loved each other, they never made it to the marriage because of their anger, because of what they said, because of their behavior. Oh, this person offended me, that person offended me. Oh, this happened, that happened. Now, I think first of all, you have to come to the terms that conflict will always occur. Jesus himself said it in Luke chapter 17 verse 1. Then he said to the disciples, It is impossible that no offenses should come, but woe to him through whom they come. So offenses will always come. People will always offend you. It is a fool's paradise or a foolish utopia to think that there is a world without offense. No. An offense, misunderstandings and all that will happen because people are different. People's perspectives are different. The way people see things is different. Many times I've encountered people who just see things differently. It happens all the time. That's why quarrels occur. In marriage, for example, you are a man, she's a woman, or she is a <laughs> what am I saying? Or she is a woman, you're a man, whatever. There will be differences, very big differences from how you will see the tooth toothpaste should be squeezed you know <laughs> how you should squeeze where you should squeeze from the bottom or from the middle um of course to you leaving your hair around as a grizzly bear of a man in the toilet or the sink or whatever there's just always going to be lots of disagreement the color of the couch the color of the whatever every there's always going to be you know different opinions on how things should be done different mindset different values right think about also let's even talk about let's say religions i mean i'm a christian my neighbor is a muslim right that that alone is going to create a lot of conflict in the sense of the way i see things should be done versus the way the person sees things should be done (laughs) right uh we once lived in a compound (laughs) where i mean there was a certain man who had a very 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 colorful way in which he saw the world so colorful was his way, it was a way of entitlement and he loved being addressed by titles that no one else wanted to call him. But then he felt it was his God ordained God given right and he put himself on a pedestal feeling that he was the chief that shall come into the world. And I remember very well one day driving back home or come back home very very early in the morning, let's just say 3am or so. Now, what had happened? Okay. So normally in the compound, they're like about four and normally they park the cars, you know, in this kind of compound, you just have all the cars parked in a straight line, you know, one behind the other. And usually he comes home earlier, so he's able to park among them. Now, okay, so you have four tenants, but you know, some tenants just love to have more cars. So you have like six cars or seven cars, because some have two, some have maybe three. And so... The man comes home one day and apparently comes in very, very late, 3 a.m. Nobody's fault. Your fault you came home that late. <laughs> and he comes in and guess what? His spot is taken because obviously everyone has parked inside. So that means, brother, you must park outside. Now, what does the man do? He just gently goes, opens the gate. And then what does he do? He parks his car right behind the last car. And obviously, you know what that means? It means you cannot close the gate. 
and according to him, if I can't park my car inside, nobody is going to be safe. And he does that and goes inside to sleep. What a wonderful philosophy and mindset. <laughs> what perspective. Many things could have happened at night that did not happen. Glory to God. Robberies could have happened. People could have sauntered into the compound and said, you know, hey, what's happening? You people who are sleeping, wake up. You know, and then probably fired off a round or two just to help everybody with the process of, you know, getting up and then um, being alert and kind enough to open their doors while they relieve them of their wallets, their TVs, their laptops and all other kinds of things. But to this man, it didn't matter. It didn't matter. As this guy would say, bad man, it doesn't matter. (laughs) So it didn't matter. Just did that. So, of course, you meet people like that all the time. Unreasonable people in many senses. Unreasonable people. Now, some are reasonable, right? They just see things differently than you. And we have to realize that in this world, if we will move ahead, if we will forge ahead, if we will represent Jesus well as believers, our relationships must be, you know, almost reflect the Jesus inside us. Many good relationships are just ruined because we don't know how to do that. Because you can always manage relationships. You can always manage them. Even if a person is cantankerous, even if you don't agree and all that, you can always manage relationships. Now, there are some that the Bible tells us to clearly stay away from. Relationships that influence us negatively, right? Yeah, we stay away from certain relationships. But it doesn't mean we can't relate on even from a distance. You get, you can always relate from a distance. You just don't get close to such people from a distance so now we're discussing the wisdom of god in relationships that is there is a way to relate with such people i don't care the background or the differences there is wisdom from god to relate with everybody in such a manner that christ is revealed and relationships are retained okay because the lord is actually very 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 big on peace romans 14 verse 19 let us therefore follow after the things which make for peace and things wherewith one may edify another. So we are saying that we should make that is always look for how to make peace and build each other up. Hebrews 12 14. Follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall say the Lord. So you follow peace with all men. That is to live um you know peace peaceably or live peacefully with other people. Yeah, the Bible tells us to live peaceably, right? Aha. Uh-huh. Um, I think there's um, 2 Corinthians 13, 11, finally, brethren, farewell, be perfect of good comfort, where one might live in peace, right? And the God of peace shall be um, with you. There's another text of scripture I'm trying to remember that says we should live peaceably. Okay, yes, Romans 12, verse 18, it says, if it is possible, as much as lies with you, lives peaceably with all men. That is, as much as you can, as long as much as is it's on you that is do what you can do your own parts to make sure that you are living peaceably with other people okay (laughs) now so the solution to this dilemma of conflicting views conflicting ideas misunderstandings offense is love is love and not just any kind of love. It's not the sensual human love. It is the love of God that has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. Because, you see, love 
is actually influence. God's love is his influence over us and over others. How did God influence us? How did God come to make his home inside us? Is through love. Love is how God gained that kind of influence over us. And I mean, that love continually influences us. That love is powerful. It can influence other people. In fact, love is the most powerful force in the universe. Love. Love is the most powerful force. Love will influence anybody. If love, if you can be persistent enough, love will influence anybody. Right? Um, it's the wisdom of God for relationship. Love calms down fires. <laughs> love does what normal things and normal solutions cannot do. That's the truth. That's just the truth. Look at what the Bible says. Proverbs 15 verse 1. A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Now, this is not... I mean, a person can answer softly, but not walk in love. But we are tiny to love. Because if you walk in love, you will actually begin to practice things like this. So, many times, what causes... Um, you know conflict in relationship is anger it's wrath you get this anger the bible tells us several things about anger that ah, i should do a series on anger very soon the bible says that it's only anger is that anger is in the bosom or found in the bosom of fools right yeah that anger <laughs> anger is found in the bosom of fools i love that text so much because it just hinders me when i want to you know be foolish <laughs> I remember one day I was just, uh, I forgot what I was doing then. I just started getting angry. Someone did something, I was angry. Angry, angry. And then I just remember, look, it's a foolish thing to be angry. Look at the Exodus chapter 7, verse 9. Be not hasty in the spirit to be angry, for anger rests in the bosom of fools. Are you seeing that? It is a very, very foolish thing to live a lifestyle of being angry or, or get angry unnecessarily. Just get angry. There is a context of getting angry. Anger um, is anger is actually godly in a sense jesus got angry and whipped the temple money changers and everything there is anger against injustice there's anger against oppression there's anger against ungodliness right bible talks about the wrath of god has been revealed against ungodliness so there's context for anger however most of our applications of anger are usually very very foolish for example relationships what are you getting angry for what are you getting angry for? So it says a soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. So I want to say this, you know, this is not just about you being a, let's just say, younger person to an elder, because you know, normally the elder will usually feel that he's the one that has the right to be angry. And you know, we see this with a lot with, I mean, parents, I mean, I've had parents, I'm not a parent. <laughs> you see it harsh words stir up anger so a lot of times parents probably feel they are the ones that should they, they can give the harsh words and the soft words should come from the children or the teacher feels i'm the one that can give the harsh or the soft words should come from the young person are you talking to me are you talking to me Mm-mm. no 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 it's a two-way street do you understand in fact if anything you as the adult should be exemplary i'm talking about those of you also you're an older brother you have younger siblings you're behavior should be exemplary you understand as i'm talking i'm thinking about my younger siblings also <laughs> right uh, it's not every time where we we have led the best example in this area <laughs> i sure if my sister listening to this she'll be laughing but it's actually the right thing to do you get what do you do a soft answer what turns away wrath so you choose to speak softly choose to speak calmly 
you get regardless of whatever is going on it's actually wisdom it's wisdom it can actually do a lot it doesn't mean that in every case you will not get slapped though uh, but it, it goes a long way <laughs> that's why it's a proverb a proverb is not always truth it's not always but it's, those are sayings you know sayings that have wisdom inside them okay um ephesians chapter 4 verse 32 and be kind to one another be kind tender-hearted forgiving one another even as christ or god in christ forgive you so you see there's kindness there's being tender-hearted there is forgiving these are some principles that give or keep good relationships especially during conflict especially when things are heated especially when you're on the road and someone is saying your father your mother god punish your generation and you're about to lift up your hands or stretch forth your hands and punish his entire existence but then you remember no it's wrong (laughs) i say god loves you bro i love you you're blessed don't be stressed go about your day god prosper you (laughs) you know it it sounds foolish but the truth is that if you want to love you have to look foolish (laughs) you see that and that thing that is worthy of note is that love is not based on what you like you know it was my pastor that taught me this and i think that it's very if you understand this you will always understand what love is love is not based on what you like right love is defined by christ's example christ is the believer's standard of living right john 13 34 35 just tells us that a new commandment i give you that you love one another as i have loved you so our standard for loving is the way christ loved not you know you see the difference between loving as you know loving others as yourself no in this case the example is what love as what i have loved you that is what christ is saying as i have loved you so the question is how did he love us sacrificially that's how he loved us loved us without you know asking for anything in return he loved us when we were unlovable when we were terrible creatures he loved us right <laughs> we were enemies of his and he called us friends that's how he loved us mm-hmm. nothing good about us nothing likable nothing that we contributed to make him love us it was all his action and decision independent of us so it means that your love for people is independent of their actions or reactions it's independent of them independent of what they did before you actually loved and independent of what they did after you love because sometimes we think that showing love once is a quick fix you can love someone and the person will spit in your face you can love someone that person slaps you can love someone the person will still burn your house down but guess what retaliation will not be in the picture it's not in the picture it's not in the picture when you understand love, you understand there are many things you don't do. We're going to see here that love actually endures. Love considers no so far wrong. And I want to say this, especially to those of you who are listening from maybe outside the country, if you're in the US, especially or in the UK or some of these countries where lots of protests and riots are going on and everything. By the time you look at love, right, and what love is, you will now be able to know whether you should go out on the streets to riot too. Or to protest and do all those things you will know just by looking at the scriptures you understand so love is not for what you like love is for what you don't like right what you don't like because what you like you already like if what you like is why you say you love somebody no that's not love i mean that's what we are talking about many times we're just liking and i, I like to use the example of um, 
your friend buys you cake for your birthday and so you show love in quote by buying cake for the person on her own birthday uh the person takes you out you take the person out the person buys you this you buy the person that the person spends time with you spend time there's always this reciprocation like is likes reciprocate you understand but love doesn't care about likes love does not do anything in response to like in fact let me say this love is in direct response to offense how do we know you love when offense is present that's how we know you are loving yes oh he's so loving he's so loving because he's still still texting him she's so loving because she's not insultive yes Mm-mm. can you be loving when the person is insulting you as a husband can you be loving when your wife is telling you things because you know, some people think that oh if girls get married and you know the wife will just be one very very calm person sitting down never do anything wrong never challenge you never insult you you what planet are you living on my friend that's why we say marriage is not for the faint-hearted in fact i'll say the way i the way you are ready for marriage is when you have learned to love when you've learned to love yes that's how you, are, you know you're ready for marriage when you've learned to love just tell you the truth well you can actually decide to go and learn on the job right but you are going to have a lot of kinks in your armor yes and that's why your singleness is time where you develop your love work if you can develop your love work very well when you're single your relationship or marriage time will be so much bliss because it's like pouring water on the dock it doesn't make sense you get whatever offense comes it's just going to be like pouring water on a dock it's not you know as they will say in is it yoruba culture or deji that means it's not doing me anything. It's not doing anything to me. You get uh, that's that's how it is. So if it, if you can understand this philosophy and apply it to every relationship in your life, when offense comes, you just realize that you always have good relationships. Yes, I don't care. Someone cheated you. What do you do? You love the person. You love the person. <laughs> well, it doesn't mean you can't take the person to court anyway. But you love the person. It's love. You get. You don't. In fact, let's look at it. Let's look at First uh, Corinthians chapter thirteen. Thirteen it tells us a whole lot. It says, "Love endures with patience and serenity." So look at this. So imagine this in every relationship that you have. Everyone, father, mother, children, aunties, uncles, lecturer, <laughs> you know, whichever one check all of them postman <laughs> nepal guys that is the people of course nigeria power holding company those who always um cut off our power supply when they should not so just think of any of these people we're talking about pastors because yeah. also if you're one of those people that love to go online and protest against pastors even the ones that are caught in the act now when you understand that love what endures with patience love is what patient right uh-huh. if you can be patient with people you realize that it will actually de-escalate tension a whole lot more sometimes we get we flare up because we're not patient i told you to do this you've not done it brr, brr. calm down you get love is patient with what serenity what does it mean to be serene i'm thinking of serene i'm just thinking of some waterways you know <laughs> like calm but yes serenity just means to be in a state of being calm and peaceful and untroubled so love is patient and or love endures with patience so notice he says it endures what does it mean to endure <laughs> what does it mean to endure right right like love means to like or to endure means to suffer <laughs> to suffer something patiently 
<laughs> so love suffers patiently. Love endures. Love takes it. You get ever heard something? Take it like a man. And they're injecting you. Take it like a man. And you're like, ah, take it like a man. Are you a man? And so love endures with patience. Love suffers. In other words, you must have a mentality of suffering to suffer things, suffer insults, right? Without replying. Suffer wrong without <laughs> retaliation. You understand? Yes, to suffer. <laughs> This is love. Of course, you'll be called a fool. Yeah, a fool. They are using you. They have jazzed you from your village. But that's what it means to love. You suffer patiently and peacefully. Are you seeing that? Now, while you are suffering patiently and peacefully, love is what kind. So, in other words, when you are being insulted, assaulted, or whatever, you are now, please, it's different from self-defense. So, I just mentioned the word assaulted. Please, if someone is assaulting you, bringing gun or whatever, whatever defend yourself. <laughs> That one is just common sense and human and, and, and whatever you understand. But we're talking about in a case where there's no um, physical harm, but we don't. Before you say you go and endure patiently and endure while somebody's choking a knife inside you and twisting it. Oh, so I'm enduring, I'm enduring patiently. I'm now dead. Doesn't make sense. That's, it. that's, that's loving foolishly. But then love and foolishness go hand in hand if you think about it. Uh, but just have sense that's what i'm saying okay love and there's love then there's common sense do you understand but then your common sense must be permitted by love because most common sense leads them to steal people's phones so love is kind and thoughtful are you seeing that love is what's kind so it's patient love is what's kind and thoughtful so and uh, notice this is love is kind regardless of whatever is happening around regardless of what people are doing love is what's kind and what thoughtful that means you consider people in your decisions. It is not jealous or envious. Are you seeing that? If you notice, what causes relationship breakdowns is all this stuff. You are not thoughtful. You are not being kind. You are not, you know, love is jealous. It's not jealous or envious. When you are jealous or envious, you know, these are things that cause breakdowns of relationship. If you think about it, they cause a lot of relationship breakdown. A whole lot. Right? Uh-huh. Love is not easily or no sorry not even easily okay love is not does not brag <laughs> it's not proud or arrogant are you seeing that eh so you now realize what happens when ah, you're talking to me is it me you're talking to have you seen that guy is he just remove his glasses eh, eh? is it me you're talking to me eh, me me ah, ah. do you know who i am do you know what do you know who my parents are do you know where i'm from <laughs> do you know who my mother is <laughs> bragging you get arrogance do you know how much i have do you know which political party i'm affiliated do you know that i know the president's youngest son do you know do you know and a christian is doing this no wonder you have conflict of relationships Uh -uh. he doesn't brag it is not proud or arrogant you see that it's not puffed up it is not rude hey shut up shut up my friend hey shut up there it's not rude Sometimes, when you're reading your Bible, you have to sit down and ask yourself, what's the definition of all these things? Right? To be rude means to be offensively impolite or bad-mannered. It's not bad-mannered. Love has manners. <laughs> it is not provoked. You know, there's one text that says easily provoked, but I'll just tell you, I'll submit to you that love is not provoked at all. Love is not about easily provoked. As if, oh, I'm just waiting, jejele, jejele, then one day, uh-huh. Oh yeah, today's day of provocation. Let's do this. Uh-uh. Love is not provoked. 
it is not overly sensitive <laughs> and easily angered you understand now even the easy angered love is not cannot love cannot be angered period you can actually decide not to be angry no matter what someone does to you it is not provoked it is not overly sensitive some people are just petty very petty any small thing just gets to them any small thing eh? any small thing any small thing too petty <laughs> That is not love, right? And yeah, it seems there are some things that bleed down to need to break down in relationships. Just too petty. Too petty. You can never give a good excuse for somebody's inconsistency. It's always, and eh, eh, she knows what she's doing. She knows what she's doing. That's how I've been watching her. I've been watching her. She knows what she's doing. Ah, no, no, no. See, there are things you don't know, my son, that I know. I've been watching her. This woman is a witch. Ah, ah, that's quite quickly. For someone that not sell you bread. Or you found sand in your bread or whatever from whatever, just a mistake to this is a witch. That that escalated pretty quickly. Now look at this. It does not take into account a wrong endured. Oh my Jesus. Katayaba. <laughs> it does not take account a wrong endured. Do you know if I don't want to talk? I don't want to talk. It doesn't take into account a wrong endured. So, if you are wronged, what does it do? <laughs> it just loves. Hey, no, let me not say it. Someone will come after me. Let me not say it. <laughs> yes, as I said, look at how people are protesting. Look at all these things. It may sound legit, but when you go into the Bible and see something like this, you now ask yourself, do you get there's There's, there's all we call peaceful protests. And then, but when you see things that are violent, people are walking to people into stores, and just taking stuff, stealing things. Uh, it doesn't speak well. It doesn't. You understand? Violence is never the answer. It's people retaliate. Love does not retaliate. Just imagine if you practice all these things in all your relationships. You'll be a better person. You just realize that it, it, there's a price to pay and you have to pay the price. But you know what you will receive next change? You receive good relationships. You'll always be at peace with people <laughs> who are not at peace with you. It doesn't reduce our injustice right uh-huh. beautiful of course it doesn't rejoice at injustice uh-huh. but rejoices with the truth okay love bears all things believes all things that is love looks for the best in people are you seeing that in other words love makes excuse for people oh, don't worry don't worry He's, he'll get better he'll get better he'll do better you understand that's love then love hopes all things. That's love remains steadfast during difficult times. That that means love endures. It just stays steadfast, right? And it does not weaken. So ask yourself, the relationships around me, is this what I'm doing? Because if you're not doing that, they're not working in love. As simple as that. And love is the wisdom of God for your relationships. You don't have to lose relationships left, right, center. You can manage relationships well with love. And the God of peace <laughs> will help you. Okay? Alright. So with that, we end today's episode. Go ponder on that. Alright, guys. Announcement. We are praying every single day, 6 a.m., 6 p.m. on Mixlr. MIXLR is the name of the app. Get it on the App Store or the Play Store. Download it and join us. 6 a.m., 6 p.m. for 30 minutes for praying. Be there, strengthen your prayer life, okay? Alright guys, have a wonderful day. God bless you. Bye-bye. If this blessed you, or you want to say hi, 
or you have a question, you can head over to my Instagram. That's pst.sen. pst.essien. See you there.